There have been a number of significant developments over the past few weeks, and at September Council, officers presented updates on a number of major campaign actions and achievements. While the ongoing turmoil in Canberra resulted in a new Prime Minister and a new Federal Education Minister, the Fair Funding Now National Week of Action carried on regardless in the week of September 3rd to September 9th. While the current government maintains its $17 billion cuts to education funding, hitting public schools the hardest, the campaign continues to build public support for the return of a model of fair, needs-based funding for all students. The Week of Action was a great success, growing support for the campaign and raising awareness of the issues of needs-based funding in different communities. Here's Federation President Mori Mulheron. It really is an indication of the tremendous um, support from uh, our members right across the state for the Week of Action. They really, everyone went above and beyond our wildest expectations. Over 130 events organised in that week a significant um, social media presence. Um, in fact, um, the, um, the, door knock, um, the door knock is critical to the success of this campaign. We have to go out and do it. We know that the political parties do it that way and we know the ACTU are doing it. And the door knock that we did in, in, uh, in a couple of the areas were incredibly successful. In some areas, 80% of the people answering the door signed up to our campaign, to support our campaign, over 80%. We, have, we door knocked on over 500 doors across the four targeted seats. And, um, and it shows that when you aggregate the data, that over half of the conversations that we had resulted in, in um, uh, sign-ups. Um, I want to thank all the staff and the officers who are responsible for organising that. It was a great, great experience. And that was Maury Mulheron speaking at September Council. As we're recording this podcast, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has just announced an additional injection of $4.6 billion in school funding solely for Catholic and independent schools. While the AEU and Federation prepares their response to this, we can be certain that the Fair Funding Now campaign will redouble its efforts to ensure that fair funding is the focus of all future education policy. Earlier this year, Federation worked with academics from Sydney and Curtin universities to conduct research into the nature of teachers' work in schools, particularly the increasing compliance and data gathering tasks that are actually interfering with teaching and learning activities. The large response to that survey made clear the scale of the problem, and the response overwhelmingly identified specific data gathering strategies that were interfering with teachers' core work. Since then, Federation has secured some limited reprieve from specific tasks. However, the ongoing efforts to roll back mandatory compliance and data gathering activities continues. Deputy President Joan Lemaire provided updates on further discussions with the department. First of all, many of the comments in the survey and still now are that Plan 2, because of its all the requirements, actually took people away from teaching the syllabus and focused them very narrowly on literacy and numeracy. And in the letter that was handed out to you this morning that goes with the recommendation, I think it's important that they're saying now clearly what Nessa said to us after we forced Nessa to say it to us, is that the key messages now in all communications and professional learning on the use of learning progressions 
are that syllabuses are the focus for planning, programming, teaching, learning and assessment. Literacy and numeracy progressions are tools to support this. I believe because I've partway done it, um, that by early term four we'll have a guide around reclaiming teaching and learning with some questions like we did on the data and hopefully also some specific things around the four things that we raised with the department, plan two and learning, learning progressions, VET, HSC monitoring and reports. The department did commit to us that they would provide us with a draft letter around um, reports where they would acknowledge about the need for them to be time efficient and manageable. That was Deputy President Joan Lemaire. While this is a large and multifaceted issue, workplaces are invited to engage in individual actions that can help further this effort to reclaim teaching and learning in schools. Information has been sent to all workplaces in the latest edition of TEFED Action. Another ongoing matter of importance to teachers is the design and building of schools. Increasingly, classroom spaces in new or refurbished schools are being designed with little pedagogical knowledge or are based on assumptions and directives unrelated to effective teaching and learning. This has been the course of ongoing conflict for many years, and so it has also been the focus of ongoing negotiations between Federation and the Department. At September Council, Senior Vice President Henry Regendra made the following announcements. Off the back of uh, very strong positions this union has taken, particularly this year, around schools infrastructure, the whole unregulated process, the, um, the fads that are coming and going, in particular open space learning, um, the, the staffing attacks on our schools where there, there's an amalgamation, there's the, the department moves quickly to cut teaching positions and other positions um, to save money, um, and also leaving it for um, individuals to do um, whatever they like in terms of what they see um, should be their own little renovation rescue for their school. Well, that's all going to come to a halt um, because as of yesterday afternoon, the department has agreed um, with the union's position um, that the union now will um, work in a bilateral relationship with the department to revise the whole um, building codes and guidelines, which is called the Education Facilities Schools, um, it's a funny name, Education Facilities Schools Guidelines. That's the first. So we have our hand, the union's hand, the profession on what those codes should look like. So for the first time, we will have, in, in the most wholesome way, the profession determining what our learning spaces would look like and not architects driving pedagogy. Not architects. And that was Henry Regendra. In addition to securing agreements around the design and building of schools, Federation has also secured agreements for a moratorium on staffing transfers during refurbishments and changes to schools. Maintaining staffing levels from the day of the announcement of any such refurbishment until two years after the completion of the work. This protects permanent teaching positions from fluctuating enrolment numbers during periods of significant disruption. Finally, September Council also heard another significant announcement regarding incentives to recruit and retain teachers in rural and remote parts of New South Wales. Here's country organiser Brett Batali. 
Um, the department accepted our position that we don't want mobile phones. We don't want, well, we do have mobile phones. We've already got a laptop. We've already got an iPad. So make these uh, um, allowances uh, flexible so that teachers can actually choose what they, what they spend it on. To that end, they have now um, allowed for teachers to buy their own houses and, um, and, and, and paying an allowance for that as well. So that's, that's fantastic. In four-point incentive transfer connected community schools, this starts next year, an additional $20,000 per annum. In six-point rural and remote incentive transfer schools, an additional $20,000 per annum. For, for six-point co connected community schools, an additional $25,000 per annum. In eight-point rural and remote incentive schools, such as Tipperborough, Whitecliffs, an additional $25,000 per annum on top of their salary. And in some of our hardest to staff schools, like Wilcannia Central School, an eight-point uh, incentive transfer connected community school, an additional $30,000 per annum. Um, there's more. There's more. So, uh, uh, and on top of the $30,000 um, the teachers will be receiving for living in rural and remote areas. If you are a six-year experienced teacher, um, if you're proficient, if you're proficient uh, or have been proficient for six years and or if you're a pre-2004 teacher, um, then they're going to give you another $10,000 per annum uh, for five years if you were to work in a four-point, six-point or eight-point connected community school or a six and eight-point rural and remote school. So that's all Broken Hill schools. So that's how we're going to attract our experienced teachers as well. I'm going to say that, look, we need to celebrate this as a massive achievement. This is one of the largest <laughs> and most significant... <laughs> ..most significant invent, um, uh, investments in rural and remote education. It's all because of the Gonski campaign that we've run for so, so long, um, and um, you should be congratulated for that. I'll finish on this. There's never been a better time to recruit council. The next time I ran, run into a potential member in Bulkanya and they ask, what has the union done for me? <laughs> I'll say, oh, how about an extra $35,000? For information on these stories and more, please visit news.nswtf.org.au. 2018 is Federation's centenary year, and on September 24th, we open the exhibition entitled Unity, Strength, Justice, 100 Years of the New South Wales Teachers' Federation. This public exhibition charts the history of the New South Wales Teachers' Federation from the founding in 1918 through the many campaigns fought on behalf of public school teachers through to the present day. The exhibition is on in Federation House in Mary Street, Sydney, from 24 September until 16 October. A book of the exhibition will also be available for purchase later in the year. For more information, please visit our website at nswtf.org.au. And as it is nearly the end of Term 3, we wish all teachers and their families a safe and restful October break. Federation Update is produced by the New South Wales Teachers Federation. Spoken by Cameron Melcher, edited by Jason Nicholas.